Welcome to the Stewards Inquiry on the Winners Enclosure. I'm pleased to be joined by Martin Dixon. And Martin, we've had a lot of racing over the weekend, but obviously the Irish Grand National was was the highlight yesterday, and it sprung <laughs> a huge surprise, 100 to 50, 150 to one at Freewheeling Dillon. I'm very much doubting that was on your radar. Uh, you'd be right. You'd be right. It wasn't. No, I can't. I can't claim uh, uh, to have backed a winner there with with freewheeling Dylan. But it was a great story, wasn't it? 150 to one shot, small yard. You know, jockey that we don't see riding at many of the big meetings. Ricky Doyle, and you know, he had a. He, he, I think he only lost his claim um, shortly after after riding this horse to win at Kilbegan back in the summer. And Kilbegan's a track where he'd done extremely well through his career and he'd won one of the regional nationals there and, and things like that. But his the level of form realistically didn't look on a par with such as a, a latest exhibition, um, for instance. But he was down at the foot of the weights and, and obviously he put up a career best under a really astute ride as well. He went from the front, raced with real enthusiasm and zest and barely put a foot wrong in terms of his jumping through the race and it, it proved very difficult to get into the Irish National didn't it you know, they were mm. running on ground that wasn't as testing as maybe you can sometimes get in these races in the spring um, and it seemed to be uh, an advantage to be handy and up there and, and he went and, and did that all the way through the race and like I say you couldn't knock his performance at all and a, a great story with the, the smaller yard and, and connections associated with him. Yeah, once he gets rolling this horse, he's actually quite difficult to peg back. And that's what happened. Um, as you mentioned the story, um, the trainer's father won this race as a jockey X amount of years ago. They trained just down the road, four miles away. So a local success. Uh, good for all. Regards um, flat trainers booting in the winners. It's not a surprise that Mark Johnson is um, is firing them out everywhere across the country. And four of them winning on, on the card at Musselburgh, including the first and third in their big race on Saturday, the Queen's Cup. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's hit the ground running very much, hasn't he? And we've only seen a couple of two-year-olds from Mark Johnston so far, but his first winner um, at the weekend at Musselburgh was one of his two-year-olds. No doubt we'll see more and more of, of, of the young horses coming out from the Johnston yard over the coming weeks. I think the other thing would be to that association that's now established with Ben Curtis has really hit the ground running, hasn't it? I mean, Ben's got that sort of go forward positive style of riding that you would associate with a lot of the Mark Johnston horses and it just does seem to to, to fit really well that combination of Curtis riding the Johnston horses we've seen it a little bit through the all-weather season as have been teaming up more and more um, that it has worked really well and obviously you know as a as a partnership it's it's already proving to be very fruitful indeed and I think Mark's on seven winners already in April he's going to have more chances as we're speaking on Thursday he's got more and more chances across the cards uh, this afternoon he had a cross card double yesterday as well one at Kempton one at Red Castle but left right and centre he's got ammunition hasn't he and it's an amazing operation when you when you if you ever lucky enough to go up there I, I once went up about 10-15 years ago um, in my younger days and it's just amazing to see the way that they run the ship you know every, 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 everything just works like a, a well-oiled uh, machine really so uh, that's the, the the story behind the success I think that they've built up over the years. Yeah talking of other trainers that have sort of hit the hit the season rolling John and Thady Gosden, that's not a surprise. 36% strike rate, um, a big yard, lots of ammunition. And, you know, they've hit it rolling across the across the world, haven't they? But that's not yeah. a surprise. 
George Bowie's done run done well, hasn't he? In just his second season, is it? I think. Um, I think yeah, I think well, it's his second full season, isn't it? Yeah, well. third. Yeah, he, if you can, exactly. Yeah, he's yeah. Had, he's I think, only... Some quite fancy two-year-old runners, hasn't he? I think all of them have gone off favourite so far. Um, but he's again operating at thirty-five percent. So there's uh, yeah, there's a, there's a few trainers to to keep on side at the moment. Have you spotted anyone slightly um, under the radar? I, I didn't realise George's was as high as that, but he is certainly a trainer to follow, isn't he? You know, we've seen it over the last really six months since racing came back that he had his two-year-olds ready to go last season. He got real sort of steady progress out of his horses. He's had that horse on the all-weather, Cartum, um, that won seven races, six or seven races, um, that he really improved out of all recognition, George Bowie. And he's already off the mark with his two-year-olds as well. So that was that was good to see. Um much less under the much um, less in the spotlight, but Eric Alston's a trainer to just keep an eye on over the next couple of weeks. He'll only have a small team of horses, Eric, um, but he's got a couple of entries over the next few days coming up, and he has had two winners already in the last sort of ten days that have been coming back for the season, and he's had them ready, he's had them fit and ready to go, and it is something I think at this time of year that really can't be underestimated for punters to look at the stables that have their horses having had plenty of work underneath them going into the races and the fit enough to show their form at the first time of asking. And all the yards will operate differently in that regard. But Eric Alston would be one I'd give a positive to mention to that you might see on Mondays and Tuesdays at the Baths and Brightons and things like that. But if the horses are coming back from breaks, the evidence is suggesting that he's at least got them fit to do themselves justice. Yeah, and he loves to sort of uh, fire in a winner at Chester's May meeting, doesn't he? One of those sprinters from a good draw. So, no, he's a true cookie and a, a lovely man as well. Well, let's now move on and talk about the classic picture because once the flat season starts, it's, it's bang, it's going. Um, yeah. And it's three weeks away. There's been one horse of Aidan O'Brien's that's been really well back, Santa Barbara, in the 1,000 guineas. She's raced just once. She's by Camelot. So... On pedigree, and she won a maiden every mile. You'd think she's going to need a little bit further, but seemingly the reports from home are that um, she's been showing plenty of speed. Yeah, and I think we, we saw her make a, a pretty sparkling debut last season at the Curran. If we look at Aidan O'Brien's record over the years with his two-year-olds, then the general theme is that they're not absolutely sharp and tuned up to the max first time out to show all that they've got necessarily. You know, the, we expect the O'Brien horses to improve with racing and with experience. So when a horse bursts onto the scene in the way that Santa Barbara did it with that Curra Maiden win last year, it really does make you sit up and take notice. She won that race two and a half lengths. She tanked her way through it on the bridle and whereas we see a lot of the O'Brien newcomers sort of miss the break learn their job finish off well she was very different she just looked like she could be um, out of the top draw obviously like all of the Ballydoyle horses she's got an outstanding pedigree to back it up um, and you can't completely um, ignore the, the vibes can you when it comes from a stable with such mm. a, a powerhouse stable as, as Aidan O'Brien's so yeah, I'd be. Um, look, I, I don't think I could be recommending backing Santa Barbara at this moment in time, a few weeks away from the race, when all of the, you know, the money's already come from it for her in the in the anti purse market. But I certainly would view her as a a, a likely huge improver and potentially a like a, a very likely winner of of the thousand guineas, given the impression that she created last season. Yeah, and money often does speak volumes, doesn't it? When you when 
when they've obviously sort of taken them maybe away for a gallop and they start to, to get a bit of a feel, especially when you look at the, the Guineas pictures on both fronts. I mean, if, if it's not Aiden, it's Joseph. They've got about the top five in the market, particularly in yeah. the 2000 Guineas. Continuing on the 1000, Indigo, Garland, pretty gorgeous, I suppose, are quite closely matched. Um, they were the first and second in the Phillies mile. Alcohol free, stamina doubts, would yeah, you say? I, I think, I, yeah, she won the Cheveley Park. I, I think I, I I thought all last season that she was sprinter. You know, she's very enthusiastic and I would be unsure about her uh, staying the trip, as you say, pretty got. I mean, pretty gorgeous and indigo girl in theory offer the value, don't they? I'm just looking at the market now. You around a nine to four, maybe top price five to two for Santa Barbara, which does seem very, very skinny from a mm. form perspective about a once race maiden winner. But like I say, <clears> we can't ignore those vibes i think pretty gorgeous is a filly that i liked all the way through last season i think she's got the size and the physique to really train on well and progress her form and or at least maintain the standard that she was at last season would make competitive in thousand guineas anyway but it is a the, the thousand guineas in particular with santa barbara having this huge reputation and dominating the market in a way that you wouldn't have expected on form i think it does make it a little bit tricky um at this moment in time a few weeks away from the race you know we want a little bit more evidence wait for the trials and, and get a bit more of a feel for the race before i would be playing a punting hand in there but I, there is one in the 2000 guineas that i do like emma and um that's a, a horse you've mentioned joseph o'brien already having such a strong hand with with his flat team and thunder moon is a horse that i loved last season he, he finished third in the dewhurst on the back of winning the national stakes but he to me, he went through the Dewhurst like the best horse in the race for a long way. Now, he was only having the third start of his career. He got stuck a little bit deep on the track out in the centre and was a little bit marooned. But he moved as powerfully as anything through the race. And I just felt like he would come back a better, stronger horse as a three-year-old next season. And we'd be able to see him just sort of finish off his race a little bit better in a guineas than he was able to in the, in the Dewhurst at the back end of last season. So... Um, I'm expecting further improvement from Thunder Moon. As I say, he's still very lightly raced. And for him to do what he did and win the National Stakes second time up in the style that he did, when he actually beat Wembley and St. Mark's Basilica, who then he was behind in the Dewhurst, mm. I think that we'll see him turn those tables again um, at Newmarket next month. And I think he'll be a, a really big player in the, in the 2000. It's slightly more open, isn't it, the 2000? You've got the top five in the betting that are O'Brien train admittedly one of them's Joseph but the other four are Aidens and it, it, you know, as you say with trials and everything else a lot will change over the course of the next couple of weeks and there'll be a plunge for one of them which will um which will make it apparent which is the uh, the first choice from the team I'd, I'd have thought yeah that's it I mean Aidens got three of the first five in the market, hasn't he? St. Mark's Basilica, Wembley, they they both ran really well in the Dewhurst. I, I think Wembley could develop into a potential derby horse. You know, he's, he, look, he looked a strong stayer last season. I know they never tried him up to a mile, but, you know, he could be a horse that ends up uh, up there. Any of them could, in, in, in truth, couldn't he? You know, we see them time and again that Aidan O'Brien's horses start off in the guineas and then move up. To the, to the mile and a half in the derby. Battleground is the horse that's currently favourite for the race, I think, with most bookmakers. He went over to America and, and ran a big race out there at the Breeders' Cup um, after winning at Royal Ascot. So there's any number of horses with potential in there. But like I say, I, I thought that Thunder Moon in particular, every time I saw him last year, including when he got beaten in the Guineas, I thought he just oozed, oozed class. And 
I think there'll be a lot more to come from him this year. I think he's a proper miler as well, whereas some of the others might end up over longer distances. Mm. I don't envisage that being the case with Thunder Moon. So if it comes up quick ground first weekend in, in May for Thunder Moon, I think you'll have a big say. Okay, and you're no doubt looking forward to Aintree's three-day meeting getting underway on, on Thursday. Cracking three days. It's such a shame that crowds aren't back just in time for it because the atmosphere there is always, it's a real buzz. Yeah, of course. I mean, you're gonna. It was very noticeable being at Cheltenham this year. I was lucky enough to be one of the ones working there this year, and you know, it was very hollow watching the Gold Cup out in front of the stands with a smattering of people here and there, and you know, the odd trainer and, and connections, but no atmosphere really to speak of. And it'll be much the same at Aintree, won't it? Okay, we can have a few owners there, which is great, but it's just not the same because these big days are made by the atmosphere and the the buzz around the place that you feel on the bigger bigger days don't you more, more more so than any others so it's going to be very different like it has been racing everywhere for the last 10 months but you know it's great that we've got the got the grand national back it's our marquee race and you'd think with uh, plenty of people at home at the moment we might not much else to do we might even get more people tuning in and, and having a few quid on yeah exactly well what about um from a punting perspective, have you picked out anything just yet? I mean, I know we haven't got all declarations ready and available, but um, I, I know that you like to think further ahead than that, Martin. <laughs> well, if anybody read my racing TV, I, I did a racing TV column when the when the weights came out, um, putting up a couple anti-post, and I, I, I put up cloth cap and any second now, but unfortunately... You know, that's sort of been and gone, really. That was. Did you invest at the time with Cloth Cap or not? I t oh, God's honest truth, I didn't back Cloth Cap and I backed any second now. And now oh, I'm no. kicking myself <laughs> thinking, why, you know, but that, yeah, I, I don't want to be one of those people saying, look, I've got a ticket at 33s and there's only 10 to, 10 to 1 left. But it's it's there <laughs> in black and white. I did write a column a couple of months ago on the, on the about those two. But if I'm being honest, we're sat, in, sat here now, I'll have a good look at the race on Thursday and I might have another bet or two, two in there. Um, but I have backed any second now. I wouldn't put anybody off him, to be honest, because I still think he's got a great chance. And, and in fairness, in the case of both horses, Clothcat's price is very, very short. Um, less so in the case of any second now, but at least with both of them having come out and won races subsequent, there is actually a good reason for their prices to have shortened, if that makes mm. sense. You know, they weren't going to stand still. They've proven that they're in really good form going to entry this year. So there's good reason for them to be um, to, to have shortened up. And if you thought the positives were there as I did previously, then it's even more positive now. Um, so any second now, I think would would be very high on my list. You know, he's he's still available at double figure odds. I think with with uh, a few bookmakers at the moment, and I certainly expect a big run from him. Yeah, I was reading an article from Secret Reprieves Reprieves tra Trainer this morning. Um, obviously, very hopeful having having won a Welsh national, but the stats will say a seven year old can't win. And he, and obviously, he's always got he's got to get in as well. He needs to yeah. to come out. But I. I one day the stats will it'll go against the grain and and it will happen he's an interesting horse i thought of course he is and he's an improver and uh, look at the end of the day I, I i don't know the honest answer to this but how many horses of his age have won the welsh national probably not many mm. um mm. you know so you do get you do get 
every now and again, you know, the trends are, are there to be broken, aren't they, a little bit. And the National is a very different race these days to what it was 20, 30 years ago as well. Um, fences are that bit easier, aren't they? You know, they don't, they're not as stiff. They don't take maybe quite as much getting around. The track doesn't take quite as much getting around as it as it did back in the, back in the olden days so things have changed for for the national it is a different race it's a different test um than it than it used to be so perhaps the the younger brigade have got a little bit more of a chance lovely thank you are you heading up to entry are you working there any of the three days i am i am there thursday and saturday so i will look forward to it yeah i'll uh, I'm, I'm working saturday morning i think i'll hang back and and, and make sure i'm there for the national Good stuff. And you're off to Pontefract this afternoon. Best of luck and many thanks as always. Thanks, Emma. Cheers.